Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. Welcome to r slash am I the butthole. If you enjoy Reddit stories, consider hitting that subscribe button today and the notification bell too to get notified every single time we post a video. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending 20 minutes or so of your time with me today. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from Infinite Fix 5023, titled, Am I the asshole for telling my sister that the adoptive parents have a point for no longer contacting her? My sister gave birth to her twins, boy and girl, in June of 2020. She had been living with me before then after being evicted. I have three kids and work full time, and I told her that if she was going to keep her babies, she was going to have to find other living spaces. I have a two bedroom, and it's cramped already. I'm not sacrificing my room to share with her and two newborns. She said, okay. When she was six months pregnant, she said she was going to have to give her baby up for adoption and contacted this top adoption agency. They sent her a pamphlet of potential parents. I was shocked since she never brought up giving them up for adoptions. I felt guilty and told her if she got a job and paid me $400 a month, maybe we could find a three bedroom. She said she doesn't want to be a mum and she's made up her mind. She ended up choosing a very wealthy couple for her baby. They both made six figures and had a very clean, squeaky look to them. I told her they looked stuck up and she said she wanted her twins to live an upper-class lifestyle. The agency and couple flew her out to their city in a five-star hotel for the rest of her pregnancy. It was supposed to be an open adoption and when my sister came back, they did send pictures once a month by mail. When the twins were about six months, all of a sudden, they ghosted my sister, deleted all their social media handles to probably create new ones, and even moved. My sister had a breakdown and I was equally shocked. The agency brushed her off and said the parents have a right to do whatever they want and told her not to call again unless she was pregnant. For weeks, I pitied my sister until she got drunk and told me something. She said that she texted the adoptive mum that she needed 2K because she wants to go back to school or something and the mum told her she doesn't feel comfortable with my sister messaging her, asking her for money. And my sister told her that they're beyond rich and 2K is what they spend in a day so they're not hurting and that's when they ghosted her. That changed things for me and I told my sister that she shouldn't have done that and maybe they had a point. She started crying and is still giving me the cold shoulder. Am I the arsehole? Now, MSP334 starts our comments off with, Not the arsehole. She chose rich parents so she could get something out of it. The adoptive parents realized this and went no contact. Hopefully, she realizes her mistake and doesn't pull this if her biological kids ever try to contact her. Infinite Fix replied to that, which is the OP, and said, That's what I thought too. I told her to choose another couple that seemed sweeter, but she only cared about the money. Edit for those confused, there's a lot of options to choose from in the book they send you and my top choice sadly wasn't chosen. Hope they do up adopting a baby one day, whoever they are. They seemed very chill. My sister said she wanted her kids to have rich parents. To which Redoubtable Self replies to that comment saying, I don't think choosing a couple that seemed sweeter would have really helped the situation. Even the sweetest couple ever would be questioning her motives and ability to maintain healthy boundaries after asking for money like that, which I also suspect was a greater amount than 2K. 
Tequado says, I have a feeling there was more than just asking for 2K that led them to not only cut off contact, but delete their socials and move. You are definitely not the asshole. OP replies to this one too, saying, me too, but sadly, I think I shut her out and she wouldn't ever tell me the full truth. She's a very impulsive spender, so I see her asking for way more than that. Maybe that was the last straw and they actually sent her money before in the past. I'm not sure. Ambitious Command says, not the asshole. It sounds like Sis was hoping the adoptive parents would be a cash cow for her. Once the adoption is final, they hold all the cards. KM8907 says, not the asshole. You had me in the first half, not gonna lie. She made herself to look super selfish, like the kind that ends up on r slash choosing beggars. I don't blame the adoptive parents for bouncing. They definitely read the room correctly. And one more from CN Sand who says, I experienced a very similar situation recently, except that my wife and I were in a position of the wealthy couple and it wasn't a request for cash. It was instead a request to co-sign on a loan for a home. My wife and I did exactly what the other couple did, immediately cut off contact and ghost them from social media. Definitely not the arsehole. Now, what do you guys make of this first one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to story number two. Now, our next story comes from I Won't Open My Door. Am I the arsehole for calling the police on my flatmate kids knocking on my door? Disclaimer, not in the USA. English is not my first language. I, female 22, live in a shared house with a landlord and his two sons and a woman, female 28, and a daughter, female 8. Yesterday, the landlord plus his kids were away visiting some family and the other woman works a crazy schedule. I was sleeping in my room when I woke up by the kid, female 8, screaming like crazy, about 2am. I figured the mother was not home, so I put my headphones in, but in a few minutes, she was banging on my door, still screaming and crying. I panicked thinking about something horrible was going on outside, so I shut myself in my room's bathroom and called the police. They could hear the screaming on the call, so they came very quickly. Turns out the kid had a nightmare and was really scared and the paramedics had to put some medicine on her to calm her down. Then police asked me a lot of questions, if I was the guardian, to explain our living situation, if I knew where the mother was, etc. I told them I was not aware the kid was alone because the mother has a crazy schedule and I don't know where she works. I provided her phone number but they couldn't reach her, so they took the kid to the police station. I went back to sleep and woke up by the mother banging on my door and screaming at me for what happened yesterday. She said the police won't give her daughter back and I'm an asshole for calling them for something as silly as a nightmare that I should have just calmed the kid down instead of making it a huge deal. I told her that it's not my responsibility to take care of her daughter. I barely interact with any of them and I wasn't going to open my door to someone screaming like crazy because it could be dangerous. I think it was the right choice to call the police but I told the situation to my mother and she says either way I should have checked on the kid and tried to help because sharing a house also means helping out with these kind of things. You All Suck comes in with this one and says, I find it odd that your immediate response to hearing a crying slash screaming child is to lock yourself up and call the police without even attempting to check on the child. This is coming from someone who is child free, not a mother. Yeah, it's not your kid and not your responsibility and the mother obviously shouldn't have left the child home alone, but damn, that's some really selfish behavior. I want to say you're the asshole, but I have to lean more towards everyone sucks here. Mother was in the wrong for leaving her kid solo, but you're definitely wrong for not even checking on the kid and just taking care of yourself. Edit, for all those saying, oh, they use crying kids to trap women for sex trafficking. OP literally said it's a shared house that they all live in and she knew it was her roommate's kid. So yes, OP is still in the wrong and selfish and an asshole for her actions. 
EMCCM says, so you weren't in the wrong for calling the police, but I'm not sure what kind of person leaves a hysterical eight-year-old alone to fend for themselves while they hide in a bathroom. I'm going with you're the asshole, as there's no getting past that for me. G3 says, I agree with calling the police, kind of. We all seem to glaze past the part where OP initially put on headphones to drown the kid out. Clearly OP was not in fear, so I called BS on the reasoning for calling the police. Mum should have not left the kid. However, OP would be hard-pressed to have handled this situation much worse. You're the asshole, and then some. 1962 Michael says, everyone sucks here. You knew what was making the noise. You knew it was an eight-year-old. You would not have put yourself in any danger by opening the door and helping the child. However, the mum just left us to sleep alone. I don't know if the landlord's family has helped in the past or this is a regular thing, but mum should have spoken to you directly if she wanted you to be responsible in any way. And not twitchy says, you know what, I get it. Obviously, with the gift of hindsight and safety of reading about the situation instead of living it, it's easy to ask why you didn't potentially put yourself in danger to save a child. But realistically, I'm a 30-year-old man, and if I was woken up by screaming and banging on my door in the middle of the night, I wouldn't have the presence of mind to, one, realize it's my neighbor's kid, two, consider she might be in danger, three, open the door and pull her inside away from the danger. I can barely find my way to the bathroom in the middle of the night, let alone make potentially life-saving decisions. Plus, oh yes, let me bring this child into my room at night while her mother is gone. It's not a reaction that ends well for the person doing it. Plus, the kid got taken away from a, let's be honest, at the very least, negligent mother. I understand capitalism sucks and working crazy hours to support your kid is hard and thankless, but I don't know. She could have asked OP to babysit instead of leaving a child alone all night. So, not the arsehole, a coward maybe, but so are we all. Most of the people in this thread saying they'd have thrown themselves into potential danger for a child have the same energy as guys who would totally taken down that mass shooter with martial arts. Now, what do you guys make of this one? People are clearly going in two different directions. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Absolute Dancer. Am I the asshole for telling my dad he let my mum down? My parents were married for 24 years. I, 22 female, am their only child together. My dad had two sons and a daughter with his first wife. When I was a kid, they shared custody until their mum was sent to jail for something she did to my mum. Before that, she really made sure my half-siblings hated my mum. They treated her terribly. They called CPS on her twice, claiming she was abusing them, which she wasn't, and the second time my mum moved out with me so my dad could be the only adult in the home with them. They stayed married and they tried to work on the family unit, but my siblings weren't interested, and soon as their mum got released, they moved in with her, and we moved back in with my dad. Dad still chased my half-siblings and tried to make us a family. My mum was diagnosed with cancer when I was 11, and she fought like hell for 11 years. My dad ended up being a caregiver and he did a good job in some ways, but he left her exposed to my half-siblings. I want to say I blame them, but I know none of it would have happened without their mum. Still, when a 14-year-old me found my half-sister telling my mum she couldn't wait for her to die and how her mum was going to piss and shit all over her grave and smear it everywhere and my dad had asked my half-sister to stay with my mum, I knew there was going to be something wrong with them because she was 20 at the time of the incident. It broke my mum, but she was fighting so hard to stay alive, she forgot to fight for making her life overall better. My mum died two months ago. She wanted to live longer for me, but cancer took hold of her. My dad chased my half-siblings down and begged them to come to the funeral. He tried to encourage them to help us plan and be with us. 
My oldest half-brother showed up the night before the funeral to tell us his mum and siblings were so fucking glad she was dead. And the world was a better place without my mum because she was nothing but a nasty whore who married someone else's sloppy seconds. I kicked him out so damn fast and I was pissed at my dad too. I didn't tell him until last week. I mostly ignored him after the funeral, but he kept pushing lately and so I replied. I told him he failed us. He let my mum down when she needed him the most and he chose three people so full of hatred that they act like monsters. I told him I couldn't even look at him. A lot of my dad's siblings got involved because they feel I was too harsh after the loss he suffered. It's making me feel a tiny bit bad. Am I the arsehole? Firstly, I'm very, very sorry for your loss. Secondly, I gotta say you're not the arsehole in this situation. I think he was right that he did let your mum down. And I think you deserve to express your feelings on the matter as well. We use the word enabling a lot in, in these stories. And this is a, a, just another case of it. He enabled them to get away with this behavior. He kept bringing them back into the home where he knew what was going on. But continued to let them disrespect mum like this for a story. And some of the things are absolutely toxic what was said here. So it's 100% not the arsehole from me. But K5YZ says not the arsehole. Your dad put your mum through abuse for years for the sake of trying to form a family bond with his first family. Disrupted says not the arsehole. Sounds like your father let a lot of people down, including your half-siblings who never learned to properly cope with or accept the fact that he moved on from their mother and remarried. That was a failure on the adults in your family and how they managed communication amongst you all while growing up. There is, however, no excuse for how they treated your mother and I agree that her care and comfort should have been the priority. Alarmed Cartoonist 8 says, please never speak to your half-siblings again. I don't understand how you don't hate them. I'm petty and the hatred I would feel for them would be never-ending. Never have contact with any of them or any kids they may have. Snazzy Susie Q says, not the arsehole. You told the truth after he kept pushing it. Where were all these aunts and uncles while the stepkids were being monsters to your mum? Did they tell the stepkids they were being too harsh and downright hateful to your mum? No, then fuck them and ignore them. Sorry about your mum. Peace and kindness to you. Throwaway Smoker says, Firstly, your mum was a fighter. She fought for half your life so she could spend more time with you. You should be proud of her and remember only your memories with her. I sincerely wish you find strength from those memories and find peace. Not the arsehole. I cannot imagine being 20 and going to a terminally ill patient that they want her dead. I cannot imagine a guy who was supposed to protect her bring more grief before final rest. I cannot imagine being asked to still be together with someone who is so full of hate for your mother, even when she passed away. Not the arsehole. Absolutely. You don't need them in your life. Even if you have to cut off your dad from your life, stay far away from them as possible. And one more from Smelly Melly 2 who says, OP, I'd post some of the vile things she said in group chat so your family understands the depth of hell you went through. I wouldn't hold back either. I'd let your dad read this. He absolutely did let his family down. 100%. Those kids needed help. They needed to be in therapy for what their mother must have been doing to them. What in the hell did their mother do to go to jail? What in the world did she do to your mother? Where the hell was your dad to protect her beforehand? Why would he allow for such abuse that his family had to move out? Your father failed those kids miserably. Now, what do you guys make of this story? And we move on to the... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Next one. And our next story comes from a throwaway account titled, Am I the asshole for not wanting my coworker to encourage a patient? Throwaway account. So I, 20 female, am a nursing assistant at a rehabilitation facility. My job is to help with the lives of those who are staying at the facility getting treatment. I help get them snacks, shower them, etc. Basically, if they need something, I'm the go-to person to try and get it for them. Within reason, of course. A couple of days ago, a trainee, 30 male, was on the floor I was helping to train and I was teaching him the ropes. Now there's this patient who I was working with who was an unmedicated schizophrenic, 57 male. I'm cautious around him because he can be quite dangerous if he gets into a mood. Luckily, he can't walk, so his movement is limited, so I always bring someone with me when I'm in there. I'm always polite and curt. I get in and get out. Simple as that. Well, I was walking down the hall when the patient asked to speak with me, so I stood in the doorway. The patient started asking my number, where I lived, if I'd be willing to go on a date with him, etc. Of course, I told him no and explained that I was not interested and I do not interact with patients outside of work hours. However, he kept trying to pressure me to go out with him and I kept refusing. Eventually, I had to cut the conversation off and leave because it was upsetting me too much. When I was doing my routine paperwork close to the end of my shift, I was joking around with colleagues about the day and I mentioned how creeped out I was by that patient. Well, it turns out my trainee had been actively encouraging him to flirt with me all day long. Apparently, when I would walk by, the patient would comment on my body and the trainee would encourage him to shoot his shot and not take no as an answer. I got pissed off at this. I told him not only was it unprofessional for him to encourage this kind of behavior, but it was also potentially cause further issues dealing with a patient in the future. I explained that this patient has shown many signs of being unstable and could potentially become a bigger issue once he is well enough to start walking again. He got upset at me saying I should be taking the patient's interest in me as a compliment. This turned into a whole office debate and now people are taking sides. I've been told that I have a stick up my ass for being upset about this whole situation. I don't know if I took this too seriously and reacted badly. So Reddit, am I the arsehole? Hell no, and I would be reporting this instantly. I would have been reporting it that day as soon as I found out. You got someone who's training patients to sexually harass you. What the hell? There's no way you're ever going to be the asshole in this situation. I can't believe your colleagues are looking at this in a, in a different way of some sort and actually maybe even agreeing with this guy. Hell no, not the asshole to me. But let's check out some of the comments to see what they say with Shy Videlity who says, not the asshole. He's encouraging someone to sexually harass you. Yep. Go to HR, your manager, corporate, something, because that man, your coworker, shouldn't be working with vulnerable people. Bobble Drew says, I don't know who would tell you you've got to stick up your ass about this. I've had some time with unmedicated mentally ill folks and this sort of thing is completely inappropriate behavior for your trainee. You need to talk to your supervisors up the line. If someone 10 years your senior can't show the maturity and professionalism that you're showing, I don't know that he's in the right professional path. Not the asshole times 1000. The Terrier says not the asshole and I hope you made an official complaint. 
To which the come catcher, great name, says, not the arsehole, phrased another way. Am I the arsehole for asking my coworker not to actively encourage workplace harassment? Sounds like trainee is about to get a permanent note on their record from HR, along with an uncomfortable conversation. I don't need your closure, says, not the arsehole, and this coworker needs to go. He actively participated in and encouraged workplace sexual harassment. Marla M says, not the arsehole, why do so many men still think we should consider inappropriate and unwanted attention as a compliment? If he doesn't understand what is wrong with his behavior, he needs to be reported to a supervisor. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from our very own subreddit, r slash mark narrations. Head on over there, get involved, post your own stories. Occasionally we read them out here just like this one. And this is from a throwaway account, Throw Disney 606 titled, Was I the Arsehole? Disney Trip. This happened a while ago, so I was wondering if I was the butthole here. It's a very long read. I'm new to Reddit, but I love your vids, Mark. Oh, thank you very much. We are five girls all around the same age, and we've been friends for a long time. Me, OP, Vivian, Sam, Luna, and Emily, fake names. We have a few other friends, but they aren't important for this story. At the beginning of this year, Vivian's mother wanted Vivian to have a birthday at Disney World where there were no adults, so we could go where we liked. We're all over 18. Vivian's mother would pay for the park tickets, but plane tickets, food costs, and souvenirs would be out of our pockets. Her mother didn't want to invite Sam because of all of our past experiences with her and anything involving money. Sam was a nice friend, but was really bad at money management, leaving us to end up paying for a large portion of her bill. Vivian's mother didn't want anything to potentially ruin her girl's day if she could help it. She told the four of us about the trip, but not Sam. We all paid for our plane tickets together early on, and in the meeting, we discussed when we should tell Sam that we're going to Disney World. Luna said never. I said last minute, but Vivian and Emily didn't know what to do. We all believed Sam would find a way to think she was invited when we told her, so at the end, we agreed a month before the trip, we would tell her. Unfortunately, Sam's cat and grandmother died at the beginning of the month. We were supposed to tell her. We comforted her over the phone, texted her, called her and took her out to the mall. We did as much as we could, but we all had either class or work to do. At this point, no one knew what to do, but we agreed that we have to tell her. So week before the trip, we video called her. She was furious. She believed we were lying about Vivian's mother's involvement. Luna and I tried to explain things and reminded her the reasons we can't invite her, but Sam said we should have tried harder to include her and left the call. Since you, person who is reading this, doesn't know Sam personally, I will have to tell you that it isn't just poor money management that's the problem. Sam cannot get a steady form of transportation most days and relies on everyone else to get back home, which is really far away from everyone else. She has been getting better at this one though, getting her family to pick her up or having money specifically for Uber, although she ends up spending that money on other less important things. She is extremely picky with food, only eating chicken nuggets, fries, and rice. You can't buy something for her because she always asks for the most expensive option. Important days have been ruined in the past because of her behavior. Before you ask why she's our friend, well, she isn't anymore. We texted her that day to clear things up, but she left us on red. We tried calling her again, but no answer. Believing there was nothing else to be done, we decided to wait until she was in a better mental place before texting again. Before we left, Vivian's cousin came along with us. Her tickets were paid by her own family. We had fun at Disney World and didn't think about it one bit. We stayed for five days. We celebrated the birthday girl, Vivian, and paid for our meals, which is customary in our friend group. Overall, fun time, would recommend. 
We admittedly forgot about Sam for another week after the trip, but after that, no one wanted to contact her in fear of her still being angry. I did not contact her. A month after the trip had passed and we get a group message from Sam's brother on a different application. Luna was not included in this group chat because she didn't have the app. I didn't know about it until Vivian told me. It was a long message, about five paragraphs long, saying we were awful friends and that Sam was non-confrontational and she wouldn't say it to our faces. Sam is the most confrontational person I've met. He also called us childish for not inviting Sam and threatened to pull up at our house and throw down. Info, he is much older than us. He then left the group chat before anyone else could say anything. Sam may be the most confrontational person, but I'm second, so I added her brother back and added Sam too for a discussion. It ended as well as you think. Sam didn't type a word, but her brother was furiously typing away paragraphs, saying it was childish of me to add him back when he said everything he needed to say and threatened to call his even older sister to square up with me. I could barely squeeze in a sentence about why we didn't invite her when a bombshell hit. How many times she didn't have money and I've given her money? What the fuck? So he means to tell me that all this time when she says she doesn't have money, she either spends it immediately or keeps it hidden from us. I'm sorry to say, but I was furious. I responded in capital letters along the lines of, we had to pay for it every single time though. He wouldn't listen and said that we were all fake and we owed everything to Sam because her cat and grandma died. Both of them left the chat. Vivian sent a long message she'd been typing out explaining everything, but it was too late. Emily, Luna, and I don't want anything to do with Sam anymore, but Vivian doesn't want to be a bad friend and maybe she'll change. So, am I the asshole? And my thinking in this one is, uh, you know, this is meant to be a good friend, right? Sam is meant to be a good friend, but who treats your friends like that? that? That's all I can say really is, I would never consider taking advantage of my friends, like using their money to get the most expensive things and all this kind of stuff. And it just goes to show when Vivian's mother knows about Sam as well, she's got quite the reputation, hasn't she? And it's a line that's used a lot on Am I the Arsehole, but it's just consequences of her own actions. She's the one that's treated you poorly to, to gain this reputation from everyone. Now she's suffering the consequences of it. And what's with the older brother threatening to turn up and throw down? Get a grip, man. Gee whiz. Not the arsehole from me. But of course, Irish is in the house and says, So, Sam's a leech with profoundly unhealthy eating habits and expensive tasting gifts, and has her brother as a flying monkey to threaten you. Her brother, you know, a man, an older man threatening women. Seriously, this is call the cops level stuff. Why are you friends with her? Vivian needs to wake up and smell the bullshit. <laughs> Sam won't change. She doesn't want to change. She wants to keep mooching off others and playing the victim. To which OP replies to this one saying, I was friends with Sam because she really helped me when a lot of bad stuff was happening to me years ago in school. Vivian just has too big of a heart with everyone and she's a bit naive, sadly. Sam has taken advantage of her kindness for way too long. And they're the only comments on this one, I'm afraid, because it was only posted an hour ago. So we turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this one? What do you think about Sam? What do you think about a brother threatening people? Holy moly. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Now our next story comes from Gambling Stepson TA. Am I the asshole for making my girlfriend's son give me his gambling winnings? I-44 male have been with my girlfriend 40 female for several years now. She has one child, a son, who recently turned 18. He and I get along really well, at least for the most part. But recently, he and I had our first blowout fight and I'm wondering if I was wrong. What happened was that we were returning home from a summer trip. 
my girlfriend decided that we should stop at a casino near the border of our home state. She enjoys gambling, maybe a little too much, but that's a different post. We ended up getting a hotel room at the casino for a night. For a lot of it, my girlfriend's son and I just hung out and watched CSI Marathon, but eventually we ended up joining his mom on the casino floor. I gave the boy $100 and told him that he should go make me some money. Eventually, I met up with my girlfriend, his mother, and he came up a little later to both of us with a cash waiver for about $1,100. He looked really proud of his earnings. I told him to turn his cash for another 100, but he responded, no, I think I'll keep this. I answered him, no, you didn't earn that, and took the money and explained that all the winnings between us were communal. I gave him another 100. I think he had no claim to gambling winnings in the first place since it came from my money. My girlfriend is actually with me on this, but her son is really mad at me right now, probably the angriest he has ever been. Feeling like I stole his winnings and it had me thinking that maybe I'm in the wrong. Part of me was sad with this post and I'm not gonna go too much into it, but when he was saying about, you know, the mum might like gambling a bit too much and now the son, you know, sort of encouraged to do it, but I won't go too much into that. But I am gonna say you are the arsehole for, you know, taking that money that you said he was proud to have earned and you gave him the hundred dollars and apparently claimed to have said, now go make me some money. I don't think that's like, I would have taken that as a joke if someone said that to me and then just went and had fun with it because if he had lost that money, was you expecting him to pay it back? No, I don't think he was. I think you knew if he lost that money, it doesn't matter. So he's earned that money and then came up with some bullshit thing about the, the winnings being communal. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, yeah, you are the arsehole to me in this one, I'm afraid. But Wave says, you're the arsehole. You gave the $100 to a kid with no expectation stated to pay it back. It wasn't a loan. And even if it was, he's a fucking kid and you should know better. You have no rights to money. You gave away. To which Monkey with Symbols reply to that saying, I want to know if he actually said, go make me more money when he gave him the $100. In my mind, that's, that's the only thing that possibly makes him not the asshole. If he set the expectation from the beginning, like he said he did, that it was his money and he was just giving him the fun of messing around in the casino, not the money, and against my will, I think I will argue that he's right. Mind you, that's semantics and he should have at the very least split it. Mabel Pine said, you're the asshole. Yeah, it's your money, but he was the one who went out there and made it into more money. He should just give you the $100 back and keep the rest. Sarah Rainmaker replies to that saying, you're the asshole, exactly. At the very most, only the $100 was your money. Everything else was his winnings. If a casino gives you $10 bonus to play with, like some casinos will, they can't take your winnings. It's not theirs and it's not everyone's at the casino either. Same applies to you. You gave it to him. If he lost, he wasn't going to owe you $100, was he? No. So why does he owe it you when he won? JG700 says, you're the asshole. Wow, you really are the asshole. Beautiful Outside says, you're the asshole, dude. Go make me some money clearly sounds like a joke, especially coming from an adult. Figure your girlfriend's son has known for several years and probably liked and respected until now. The best you could have asked him for was $100 without being an ass. A getaway cat says, you're the asshole. Once you give someone money, it belongs to them. You have absolutely no right to steal his money and I strongly suggest you give it all back to him. Dreamcatcher says, in the eyes of the gaming commission, it absolutely would be considered stealing. It doesn't matter who put the money in the machine. What matters is who is actively gaming on a machine when it hits. That is, who hit the button. At my casino, we've seen people literally break up because a guy was like, hey babe, hit the button for good luck. And she hits the jackpot, so the money is hers and the dude gets pissed. But that's gaming law. OP did not gamble, thus the winnings are not his. Man, I'm so pissed because if he had taken the kid's ticket on the gaming floor, he could have been arrested for stealing tickets. 
Mac Dizzle replies to that saying, I worked at a casino and a guy and his friend were playing. Guy one puts in a dollar and asks guy two to push the button. They hit the jackpot of like 15,000. They figure out that the one who pushed it gets the money and they decide to split it. But guy two owes child support to the state and gets and all the money is put towards that and neither one of them win anything. Oh shit. DMPC1234 says you're the asshole and you know it. You gave him that money thinking he would lose it and when he didn't, you took what he made. You suck. <laughs> Petty Betty says your logic makes no sense and you're acting like a complete asshole over $1,100. If he won money on a scratch off you gave him, would you make him share that too? Give him his winnings back or you will remain. You're the asshole. Special process says you're the asshole. You're a thief. The end. If he worked the job and earned the money, would you take that? Or if he took $100 and invested it and now the investment is making money? His work won that money. Maybe, possibly, you might have a claim to the original $100 back, but whatever he gets with the money, he did himself. Give the kid his money back. Aggravating patient says you're the asshole. You and your girlfriend are okay with stealing money from a kid. Way to go. Webby Van der Quack says you're the asshole and quotes, I answered him, no, you didn't earn that and took the money and explained that all the winnings between us were communal. You can't make a condition after giving someone money. So the winnings are his. You even acknowledge they're his in the title of your post. Even if you had made it clear that the winnings were communal, you'd owe him half that money. You also suck for encouraging your girlfriend's 18-year-old son to gamble, especially when his mother appears to have a gambling problem. Now, what do you guys make of today's collection of stories? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below if you choose to share them. There's a playlist on the screen right now for Am I the Arsehole posts and relationship posts with loads of videos in there that you can get involved with, so please feel free to do so. And I will see you, you cheeky so-and-so, <laughs> in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com